It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 332. And Josh Peterman, right in the middle. What's mm. up, bro? I always felt like I was a strong 332. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good number. You were last on at 188, and we're in Washington Square Park in New York City. So it's almost double again, but Shit. not quite. In fact, it's, it's not double. It but. feels like a long time ago mm. that we, we last had you on. Yeah, that was like... Mm, six months. Yes, um, <laughs> just after grand final last year. Mm. So, so you were we caught caught you at a time where you were kind of just fro- frolicking around the world. Yeah, I was literally just living my <laughs> best life, doing absolutely nothing you, everywhere. You were in a good vibe. I'm not oh. saying you're in a bad vibe now, but yeah, I'm a negative energy now. No, you're yeah. definitely not. But we're it's funny. Like we're at home now. We're in Melbourne, and we're you know we're amongst life. Where when we were when you're away, mm-hmm. it's you have like, a holiday vibe. It's a different. It's it's a different energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're you're definitely lighter on on your I, on I your feet. There's this sort of an air about you that like it's a give no fucks. What yeah. what annoyed me? Uh, Here we go. <laughs> about your trip straight away was <laughs> after you left us. You went to Italy. You went to mm-hmm. Ven- um, Venice. Yeah, and then Toscana. Oh, just the pizza. And then you, Cinque Terre. Oh, the food you were eating. Oh, it was so good. I mean, you you earned it. You worked hard up until that point. What was what was the best thing that came from that trip? Um, oh, the carbicide that I committed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's the food and the wine. Uh, I stayed on this farm in Tuscany. A little place um, called Diaceroni uh, Agriturismo. Oh, it sounds like a imagine me. It sounds to like say a, that. Uh, a Julio Iglesias yeah. song. <laughs> um, and I had five days there, and that was just like Tuscan rolling hills. And I mean, I arrived, and on my doorstep, there's like breads and cheeses and wine. And they're like, you know, welcome. And I'm like, sure, oh. sure, doll. That's that's going to be my life for the next five days. Were you by yourself doing that trip? Yep. What's what do you like about traveling by yourself, and what don't you like? Uh, I like that I get to choose my schedule, and that I don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> well, don't have kids, mate, because then that's fucking out the window. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I like that I get um, a lot of sort of introspective time, mm. um, which I really like. Um, and yeah, that's pro- that's probably what I what I don't like is. Um, I don't get to canoodle. <laughs> the old canoodling. Yeah. 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 Do you canoodle with your phone much? Like are you a guy who you as in What is that? What is that? Or do you use your phone? I was basically just like, like spoon, yeah, no. spoon the <laughs> Well, I tend to when you travel, do you think you use your devices, like your phones and stuff, more or less? Uh I'm I'm I use it a lot when I use it and then mm-hmm. I have times of the day. Like on that farm, it was like between nine AM and nine PM. The phone, like in the villa, yeah. and me not in. The oh, villa. that's great. Yeah, and so, so what would you actually do on a farm for the whole day? Do you just like just eat cheese went, and yeah. walk around? Yeah, did plenty of <laughs> horse riding. Oh, that's cool. Nature walks. Uh, they had a pool. Yeah. Um, they had a winery, so um, I was intoxicated <laughs> a lot. I, I was very dry. There's, yeah. There was a lot of salt. Just in dehydrated. The food. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Don't you? I get reflux when I. When I've been to Italy, like salamis yeah. and cheeses. And actually just slowly being cured. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the process of what's happening. So um, probably, you probably came out just at the right time just before you. Probably. I did, I did have a lot of Nexium there. What's that? Uh, like Nexium, a, it's like a, a hardcore anti-reflux. Oh, okay. Like so the chewable yeah, yeah. ones, they're, no, just, no, no, they're um, nothing compared. That's like a, that's like a Rennie or a That's a, a lolly. <laughs> it's yeah. a lolly, guys. Yeah, that's like the warhead yeah. of, um, of anti-reflux. This was like 
Yeah, this is hardcore stuff. Anytime you have to take medicine to sort of balance out your diet, there's probably something that's off in that moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's Italy. It's not all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's still where I, I believe my soul lives. Yeah, in Italy. Yeah. Well, you, you're a um, you're a fat opera singer trapped in a ripped dude's body. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you haven't heard him sing, he can yeah. sing like No Tomorrow. Yeah. And it's not not standard singing. It's operatic. Is that what, is mm-hmm. that the style you Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're back down on the ground now. That um, seems like a lifetime ago. It does, but then I'm off again tomorrow. Night. <laughs> <laughs> to Italy? Uh, no, yeah, no. To? Thursday morning. No, yeah, yeah. 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 Where, are you, where are you going? Uh, to London, but uh-huh. probably. Just like a little, little, little trip. Cheeky traits. Actually, yeah. so you speak Italian. No, not fluently. But you, but you sing you Italian. Know a few he sings you, Italian. If you sing Italian, you fucking speak it. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah, okay, had yeah. to say a few words, and I was like, I think I'm fucking fluent. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they, I was at a um, gelato place the other day, and there was a lady who was uh, determined to just speak Italian to the uh, Italian like gelato people. Oh no! Did she have her phone out doing the? No, nah, she didn't have I that. But it was the one. But it was just like she was just saying yeah a few words like um every time she like is it C is C yes C C C C and so she would say C a lot and then was saying a few things but it was giving me anxiety but Brie was like you should be celebrating that's awesome that she's doing it <laughs> but I feel like when I came back from Thailand I learned like sawadee krap and kapong krap all these words but I never had the guts to actually say it at a restaurant just in case it's like yo bro you might be at a Thai restaurant but you yeah, yeah, settle yeah. down have you ever been at a restaurant and pulled out some Italian when is it when does it feel appropriate to, to do it all the time really Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah try and order or just say mille grazie at the end or, or as in always. in Melbourne when you're in Melbourne and in Melbourne at Pellegrini's I'll do it all the time. Oh great! What yeah. I what I have thought is that it wouldn't sound as weird to them. I don't think if you're just finishing, you know, chow or you yeah. know, it's it, literally they're interpreting it as the word that we know yeah. it as. But that would be seeing me sweating and being like, you know, there's something <laughs> that would be concerned for your fucking well-being more <laughs> yeah. so than whether but you're also, delivering. But also. Not, not to be racist, but yeah. I look more Italian than you. Yeah, <laughs> you, do, you do have In that fact, vibe. In fact, I had a... Um, what a, do I look, by the way? Uh, if you're the you look Aryan. Aryan. Well, you, what is that? Da- you're um, Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, my yeah. pa was Dutch. Yep, B- yeah. very Big, Dutch. tall mm-hmm. Dutchman. Or Scandinavian. I'll take Scandi. Yeah, That's which good. is good because... They do good furniture. Yeah, and they also do hot. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is I'll the closest it. you've ever been um, to being called a Viking, Josh. So yeah. Take it. Do you know um, Ga- Game of Thrones? Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do, but I watch it through my parents' Foxtel account. <laughs> and, sync, and they only have Foxtel for Fox footy, okay. really. But now KO has ah, come out. Yes. So does KO like replace oh, fuck the mic. Uh, any need for Foxtel? Or it replaces any needs. For the sports, sports component yeah. of Foxtel. And I mean, they were paying 100 and something a month on Foxtel and mm. then KO's 25 a month. It's amazing. It's, I couldn't yeah. believe those deals because you bet, like, if you, you wouldn't, I'm guessing, get like NBA and stuff, you probably still need League Pass for no, that. No, you get all of that. Really? Yeah. You get 50 plus sports channels. This sounds know. like a brand integration. It's not. It's not. I just really love it. Or 50 plus sports, whatever it is, it's a lot of sport. Yeah. But it, it, get back to your point, yeah. now I can't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, no. Because so, mum and dad have canned the subscription. Yeah, and I was just using it off their pass. <laughs> Definitely so not. So I, I got the first ep yeah. and then Monday's ep I haven't been able to watch. Well, so I just want to stay off social media so that 
No one, you know, gives me Spo- spoiler. Well, we won't spoil it because I don't watch it at all. But we were <laughs> yesterday. I <laughs> uh, nah, I I watched two seasons and then I dropped off. So you so you actually committed to some and off. then didn't. I, well, I committed when everyone it was like five seasons in, and I did two mm. seasons. I just lost, I just lost interest, and then I picked up Vikings, and then I was like, this is a bit more full on, and then I dropped like off. Like pornographic? That. Is that right? Why you? No, I have gotten rid of your porn addiction because you're just looking. I don't watch porn. Hold up. Vikings is <laughs> it's not, sort of addiction. <laughs> the same with less fantasy. I watched a yes, bit of Vikings. Yes, and that's what I liked about it. I didn't okay. like how much fantasy was You don't in. like dragons. No, not really. I don't. But don't you just see them as like <laughs> as like old school nuclear bombs? No. Like that's what they are. That's like it's a metaphor. I've never liked sci-fi, and then when it's gone too sort of magical, I haven't yeah. enjoyed it. You'll okay. hear Tommy during the screening saying, "Oh, this is a bit silly." <laughs> <laughs> you can't ride a dragon, can yeah. you? Anyway. You've got to suspend your disbelief. But the um, <laughs> well, if you had one. You would 100% fucking ride it. If I had a dragon. Yeah, you would. Of course you would so ride it. So this is the reason I don't have these, I don't watch this show because then you're getting conversation about if you had a dragon. <laughs> You've got like, your own fantasies, like whether you're going to live in Albert Park or not. That's a, but the, um, uh, is it the sex scenes in Vikings versus Game of Thrones, which is sort of more full on? It, as in, well, you, what's full on? Well, I don't know. I guess like. Uh, are they, how close to porn are they? Yeah. Um, Very close. This it's softcore, really. It, mm-hmm. It's well, softcore. You see, you're Vikings seeing, sort of are they sort of different sort of leagues or are they all very sort of similar? You're seeing bush. You're seeing mm-hmm. like full nudity. Yep. Do you <laughs> see full peen? I don't uh, think you see that. Maybe a, a a little not like a little penis, but like a little bit. <laughs> of a little penis. bit of peen. This yeah. is definitely going to be a snippet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For Instagram, yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah. But what but we the reason I was bringing up Game of Thrones is because yesterday we were trying to work out whether it's is it medieval. Uh, we couldn't work out what medieval means. Yeah, med- medieval is like it's like Shakespearean times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or pre-Shakespearean times. I feel like anyone who's describing medieval, they end the sentence with right. It's right. It's <laughs> medieval with a dust of magic on it because it's medieval was a legit time in history, but a bit silly. <laughs> Silly medieval. It's pre-sewage. I know oh, that. Okay. Yeah, it's when you shat and then just threw it out the window and said, Oi, old mate, really? yeah. watch my shit. I feel like that would ruin any <laughs> sex scene, knowing that there's just shit everywhere. <laughs> would it ruin it though? Yeah, maybe I think maybe what painted you, Josh, as a guy who just travels around the world. Um, you, I, What I love about what you do, even since when I met you a couple of years, maybe four years back, three years back, you were in the fitness game. You hold on, hold on, hold on. Four years back. Was it four years? Three years? I I remember meeting you at high school when you were years below me. Really? And you were a shocking little human. Yeah, exactly. I can, yeah. can you describe so, Tommy? Can we just go into that for a second? <laughs> um, a hoodlum. Yeah. yeah. A hoodlum. Yeah. Yeah. A teacher Surprised described didn't bash him. You. <laughs> Tommy did, Tommy was described by a teacher. He was um his friend was in a in a class and Tommy rode his bike past a classroom and the the lady the teacher said, "See that Tommy jacket boy? He's a naughty boy." Yeah, it's, which I've probably got, sums it up. I've got. Also, you started puberty a lot earlier than a lot of the other boys. <laughs> really? He was a big naughty boy. I took really? steroids. No, <laughs> you no, did. but I, I guess meeting you as a as a reform <laughs> as a reformed hoodlum as an adult is when we sort of met and did some work together. But even then, you were doing your 
your personal training stuff and you had your business and you were doing more – you were sort of breaking into the industry, would you say? Uh, the ac- breaking back into it. Uh, breaking back. Uh, so I took like 18 months out. That's right. You did the 10 tenors. 10 tenors. I did, Traveling I was, the world again. Fuck. You, you just are a guy. Tra- <laughs> I like to travel. Uh, I did West Side Story, um, a couple of other things. Yeah. Um, and that was all up to about 2000 and mm, – uh, oh, I did Hairspray over in the UK as well. And, so, so, and, and then so at the end of 2013, I was like – just need a wee break here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took about 18 months off to start this fitness business and then I uh, just missed what I love doing yeah. most. And now fun. you're back into it. But what I love about – I mean, I don't even feel like it's that's my existence, but looking to you and sort of the performances you do, the, the travelling, the touring, is you do these real hard stints of – time where you put it in like projects yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're re- like projects yeah. i guess i heard i was reading an article where they're talking about that's where the whole sort of workforce is going it's sort of like hollywood style where you spend six months you all come in as teams you work mm. on something and then you leave and yeah. you might work with someone again but you might you might not. have you had to adjust to doing those projects or sprints or dedicated extended periods of time yeah, to then I, having nothing uh the thing is, when you're doing, when I'm doing nothing, I'm. I feel like I'm. Other than that holiday that I took, which was just because I was like, I'd just done a 13 month project, which was beautiful, the Carol mm. King musical, which was, which really took it out of me because mm. the role was so mentally taxing. Mm. Uh, I just needed like three months out. Um, after that, I look. I haven't. Can't say I've done another big show or whatever, but I've been in big time creative mode, building mm. towards something. So sometimes that. That project work is sort of unseen yeah. work, and it's it's just just behind. And then, uh, like yeah, last week announced a, an album tour, but we've been working on the back end of that for for months. Mm. Um, when I say we, my management. So um, maybe it's the the what people see is the the projects. Yeah, they're seeing the output of the mm. project, and then there's all that time because there's not one without the other, right? You need that time off to totally, and it's the same in every industry. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're like mm-hmm. you know we. Yeah, we see the uh, we see the new Air Jordans that come out, but they've been working. Michael's on been working on that <laughs> since nineteen ninety two. No, well, they're definitely like I know, like with events. Uh, once the event finishes, a lot of conferences, it's like okay, like the next week, the conference organisers are back in a room organising for the next year. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Mm. What's it like? What's the sort of time from? When you find out that you're in a musical to it actually being in production, what's the what's the time? So like? I found out about Beautiful in January 2017. Mm. I started auditioning in July 16. I went into rehearsals in August 17 and finished Jeez. the show in September 18. That's crazy, isn't that nuts? God. And so, how much time are you putting in before you've even landed the gig? Like, is this is there a bunch of people out there that wasted four months of their life trying to get this job and you won it? Oh, yeah, of course. Far out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, depending on the role, there's a pre-rehearsal component. I mean, Esther, who played Carol, was um, – she's not a pianist, but Carol has to play the piano. And she was mm. um, she was working on all the piano stuff for months and months and months prior to the contract starting. How does the business side of that work? Like, are you contractors? Are you employees? Do you – like, how does uh, it You work? are – contracted on what's called a run of play mm. and that's a for however long the the show runs from day one of rehearsal until up to 14 months mm. and at 14 months you get to renegotiate oh, beautiful ran for 13 months so that was the run mm. of play ended up being 13 months mm. uh, do you get to going into it um you know work out how much 
they're going to pay you. Can you? Is it negotiating? Yeah, or have you just yeah, come yeah, up yeah, with yeah. you? That, that's, that's why I have a manager and agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back so up. they go yeah, hard. Yeah. 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 Well, that my <laughs> my so. manager James is is probably the best guy. Mm. Yeah. So God. you can't call him a bad guy. No one would call him a bad guy. And we need James. Yeah. James we, is, is the bomb. <laughs> and so, from a pr- promotional point of view, do they say, okay, this is what we're going to spend on advertising, and you're going to be on trams? Are you going to be like what? I don't think they really. They don't really tell us about that. They just um they just do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of above us. Like it's like. Uh, Josh and whoever else in the cast, you guys focus on the art yeah. and we'll focus on trying to get people to see your art. Yeah. yeah. What about social media stuff? Are they now saying we want you to create or post X, Y, and Z? Uh, I think it's just sort of open. It's more like what not to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the general thing is if you think this could be something that you shouldn't do, chances are don't do it. Yeah. And yeah. this podcast is probably one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not in a contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brand damaging this, this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, definitely. <laughs> and so for, from a management point of view, are they all year round – looking for stuff like what is the uh, typical relationship of a of a manager uh i chat to my manager every day mm-hmm. um about something and and yeah i mean uh generally the difference between an agent and a manager is uh an agent will um get briefs coming in via email mm-hmm. and they'll um think about who in on their books is appropriate for that particular brief whether it's you know film tv uh musical theater um theater and uh and then they will submit those people back to it whereas um you know then they'll get an audition mm-hmm. if they're lucky and then it's about getting the gig and then negotiating a contract um and that's a very black and white version of it. i'm sure lots of agents do more than that but a manager is more like out there looking for actively looking for ideas and like my manager and i um, i just call him james yeah, yeah. Great, james yeah. and i um have have worked for, for months on mm-hmm. putting together all the pieces for this album tour yeah um that's not something I don't is expected from an agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we've been working tirelessly for, yeah, I would say since the start of the year mm-hmm. on this. Uh, I've been working creatively since the album came out in April on ideas for a tour. Uh, but, I, like, I literally couldn't have done this shit without, mm-hmm. without him. And does James have multiple clients at once and do you collaborate? He, he does, but I think James would probably say that I, I hog James time. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hog James done. Why not? Um, I, I got asked yesterday about, um, I don't know if it was like, can you give me advice? It was a question that was basically saying, what do you think about this? Which mm-hmm. I guess is uh, someone asking you for their advice, mm-hmm. for your advice. And I, and I struggle and it was around podcasting and I struggle sort of slipping into, uh, you know, I guess all I've got to go on is my experience and sometimes you can be jaded in certain <laughs> respects to certain areas or know how hard it was for you and then that's the advice you end up giving. And mm. so it's like I, I always have to sort of double check myself on giving advice. This, I, I could imagine you've been asked advice around getting into musical theatre and, and I know from your journey that it's been tough at times. How do you go about giving advice when someone is asking you should I? I really want to get into musical theatre. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I think when I started, I would um, be like I Tony Robbins it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit like big which hands I think, which, clapping. Yeah, yeah. The little, Tony the Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's just sort of like my nature to try and you know be um, positive and inspirational, and that's <laughs> sort of very normal for me. But. Uh, recently when people like cause people contact me semi often about it um 
students or people who want to become students or um, pursue Josh, pursue I know Josh Jansen was... You're knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. I, 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 door. Bit, I would like to do a bit of musical theatre. I think you could give it a bit of razzle-dazzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely got the razzle, not so much dazzle, unfortunately. <laughs> you need both. You do need both. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think now I, I basically say that it's... Um, it's so much more hard work, persistence, uh, dedication, mindset than it is talent. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of talent really at the start is, you know, if you've got some God-given gift, that I think that's really rare to have that. Um, but probably like, like I, th- I always bring it back to athletes. Like I reckon the AFL has, you know, 30 guys who are just above and beyond athletically or have some mm-hmm. other there's a whole bunch who are probably in the middle mm-hmm. and the ones that work hardest who train hardest who are most dedicated who are most focused who do probably the most work on their mindset and stuff mm-hmm. um are the ones who have long careers mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just ta- talent only gets you so far probably in actually in any career yeah but the great thing about the so the athletes is you can actually watch them all uh, with ko <laughs> yeah. uh, and, this is true. <laughs> and so are you saying that your advice or you know your suggestion or your conversation with these people is is more real now than oh yeah just as in real to true to your experience yeah so less motivational maybe yeah, yeah. Less less Tony Tony Robbins. Robbins. Who's, who's the example who's who's the more uh, the real person these days that's dishing up advice probably jay jay pizzle yeah, who? That, that's me. Oh, Jay, 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 Jay Pizzle. <laughs> okay, we'll start from you, Jay Pizzle. It's got cut through clearly. <laughs> yes, yes. And what do you what do you think people are? How do you think people are responding to this? Uh, I think it always like breeds an internal conversation rather than going, "Yeah, cool. Well, I'm fucking gonna do it then. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm gonna do a musical. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It it makes them think a little bit more. Do I really want to pursue this? Um, which is. Which, you know, it's a really fucking tough industry. Yeah, mm. um, It's super competitive, especially in this country. You know, there's only ever half a dozen shows on at any one time max. Um, so let's say like 120 people are doing musicals in this country. At any one time. Like that's not yeah. really very much. So um, It's good yeah. being tough, I guess, early because it's like if they can get past you being real about it, yeah. then they're probably more likely. If you have to sort of sugarcoat it up front, yeah. you probably – you know, setting them up for failure. So it's like 90s pop culture reference, which obviously I'm into, but it's like yeah. facing Vulcan in the gauntlet um, in the gladiators, but like oh, yeah. like he's the okay. first one up. And then once you get past that, you should be able to get, yeah, get through yeah. it. And so yeah. are you Vulcan? Is that yeah, what you're saying yeah. now? Can yeah, I be um, – who's the guy from Who Dares Wins? Mike Whitney. Mike Whitney, Mike Whitney. Yeah, yeah, you can be can Mike, be Whitney. Mike yeah, Whitney. Yeah, you can yeah. be um, – yeah. I'd love to have Mike Whitney on the show. I'd love to. Yeah, he, I'd love to. I'd love it too. I'd love. To. I'd love Tanya's Ayeda on here too. Oh yeah, Tanya oh. would be great. Do you know Tanya? Uh, no, way? never. never <laughs> I'm sure you saw more. Tanya at Boutique a few times. The nightclub. I used to see her at Boutique nightclub of in Melbourne. You did. Yeah, bloody hell. You probably promoted it. <laughs> <laughs> no, did. did you ever? No, TJ, no, did you I ever promote? The, never promoted a club. I just got VIP passes. That's what. That was all I was. That was my mission. If only I channeled my fucking energy somewhere else. So free drinks <laughs> is that what that gives you? Free what? entrance, not lining up, bring people in straight up, rock star entrance. Mm. Did you get free drinks? Free drinks, yeah. So you were promoter? No, nah, no, I you, never. I always looked at. I looked at the promoters. Um, growing you down on them. <laughs> no, I looked at the promoters growing up and thought, fucking like. Ha- they had some resilience in like just always having a front about how good the club was, mm. even if it was no one there. Yeah, I God. promoted. I promoted at seven. Did you? Yeah. Do yeah. you want? Do you want to know something really bad? What? I promoted at seven for about eighteen months, and then I had my eighteenth at seven. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and they were like, it's your 18th? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so about, the- well, I'm 18 now. So That's it's like, let's so just funny. forget about the It was so now. lax clubs in Melbourne, like getting in. I've never been out. to a club. Good. If you can believe it. I know I look Ever. like a clubbing kind of guy. Maybe I that's only, the dazzle you're searching maybe, for. It could be. No, I, I remember filming at nightclubs when I was like 16. I went to, is Colonial Hotel, would you count that as a nightclub? Oh, oh no. they did the they did the, it was all the uni, uni parties, events. Yeah. Or whatever. But you were there to film? Yeah. You can't say you've been. So I'd film count. things, but then I would get free drinks or whatever. So I'd give it to a mate who would. Go and get pissed. Is and this I would at film. night time though? Yeah. Okay. It was in the evenings. Okay. Yeah. When, when all well. night clubs sort of happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I could see maybe you just filming during the day. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely had that sort of vibe. You know, that's the ugliest thing in the world. It's a nightclub during the day. What oh, do, they ever do they use them for anything during the day? I saw one on the weekend in Port Melbourne, mm. in the back streets, in the industrial area. It was area. Neverland, was it? M- maybe. Because Neverland, I remember I was very excited uh, when I was making my year 12 film. Oh, no, it's not there. That I place. nearly got, uh, we had pyrotechnics and we needed to find somewhere to film this scene and they had like a, a view of the city. <laughs> but anyway, it turns out the pyrotechnic guy had double booked with a 30th birthday on uh, Beach Road in uh, Albert Park. Yeah. And so we ended up setting up like a marquee tent thing because it was raining and we filmed their pyrotechnics for the party with us in the foreground <laughs> for the scene. You so stole a, their so pyrotechnics. We, we, yeah, we you stole their pyrotechnics. pyrotechnics. Yeah, I think it cost me 300 bucks. For the marquee? For the, yeah. And so how much do you reckon the pyrotechnics were? Oh, I reckon I th- the guy seemed to be doing a lot of favours for a lot of people, so I don't know what was going on, but it was it turned into a beach scene because it was at the Anglers Club. That actually, that's but, a good um, idea. Drugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drugs. Yeah, it I've has got, that I've vibe. But you could definitely, yeah, like batch things. I tried to get it at the Melbourne jail because there was a good view, but they just got installed fake grass and they were worried that we are going to catch the whole grass on fire. <laughs> it's so probably, couldn't, it's couldn't probably a worry. Have, have you done any shows that have had pyrotechnics in them? Uh, I did this little one um, on Australia Day at the Sydney Opera House yeah. that um, probably had about 60,000 people there and about $10 million <laughs> worth of pyrotechnics. Really? Yeah. I got to sing Ness on Dorma, um, which is like the Pavarotti uh, um, aria. Yeah. So if you want to head over to my Instagram, you can definitely watch that if you scroll down That's about right. six rows. I've seen um, that. that it, it, was, it was shot. the most... I'm, I'm, I tried to undersell it, but now I'm just going to oversell yeah, it. Please please do. Do. It was the most epic fucking gig <laughs> I've ever done in my life. I made so many little turds in my pants before yeah. I went on. I was so nervous. Did they um, give you any? So did any pyrotechnics go off during your bit? Yeah, it was. It's a, it was literally. Oh, like, that's right. I've seen this is like fire. Like it's like fireworks. Fireworks going yeah, off everywhere. the opera house and going off the harbor and like this was nutcase. Outrageous. Like like if I I would literally need to rob the Commonwealth Bank. <laughs> To be able to afford this to do a video clip, so like it wasn't myself. part of someone else's thirtieth that you were just sort of <laughs> in the, the, the foreground. No, it was it was a, a part of uh, it was a part of Australia. And so, what what's that process of having the nerves and actually doing it anyway? How do you what do you what do you say to yourself? Uh, I go into mantra land, like I, like Instagram moment, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, moment, Instagram. Moment. No, um, I I definitely. Um, do a lot of, I mean, we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. avid meditator, love yeah. the meditation, uh, love what it's done for my mindset. But in moments of high pressure, it's like um, I can go into a series of mantras that are about um, more than the performing. Like I'll talk about um, I'm, I'm still, I'm grounded, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm free, I'm powerful. And mm-hmm. that that's the sort of stuff I repeat. They're my like go-tos. And then 
you know, as soon as that music started, um, it, it was just a sea of, of people all on the, the foreground of the, of the opera house. Amazing. And I'm sort of halfway through the song. I was just loving it, but I was sort of halfway through the song and then the choir kick in and I got a moment to just sort of take it all in mm. before the big ending and I was just like, this is the coolest thing in the history of your life, Pitterman. This yeah. is like, it was sort of like, I was sort of witnessing. Jay Pizzle. My, Jay Pizzle. <laughs> I, I was sort of witnessing my own life. Like out of body experience. It was so out of body. Um, what uh, uh, Eckhart Tolle probably refers to as the observer. Yeah. It was like, I was observing my own life and I'm like, it actually doesn't get better than this. Yeah. Um, Bring it home, baby. Was the, yeah. sort of, the sort of vibe, and it was just yeah, it was just electric. And then I didn't know that the fireworks were going to go off, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, surely Vinter! they should. Surely they should tell you. Because no, I'd they be like, said, do you want to know like, what? Ha- John Foreman, uh, who was the creative director, said, do you want to know what happens? And I'm like, absolutely not. Don't tell me what happens. Mm, that's um, because I, I I just want to be in the moment. And uh, an elephant comes on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is riding you. it. Yeah. Just riding. yeah, just yeah. This um, so pyrotechnics either way. That's uh, yeah. That that was um, yeah a subtle pyrotechnic job that I've, I've got to do. Uh, the I I feel like in the same scenario, if I was as talented as you were in that experience, I feel like every behind the scenes thing I watch of different performers, they're always saying, "My fucking in ears, my oh, in ears, yeah. taking it out." Yeah. Is that what happened? Is, is that uh, like because you're talking about this meditative sort of mantra thing? But I feel like most realities, it's people it's about swearing the about the in ears. Okay, the in ears were golden. I got some fresh in ears for my B day in October. Yeah, and uh, oh and BYO in ears. Is that oh, what people are doing? Yeah, you got to bring oh, you've got, your you've own. Got to have your own. Like, yeah. You got to have your own in ears. Yeah, but Josh um, will suck them. AirPod reference. <laughs> I, my AirPods <laughs> got wax, and I googled how to fix it, and they said to suck on the. You it's think just, I didn't see this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was sort of I know, disgusting. I know all about this. Um, so, so are they moulded? Are they specifically moulded for your ear or are mm, these like ones? Like no, they're sure 535s. Mm-hmm. So they're almost as good as you can get sound quality without yeah. being moulded, but they were banging. Yeah. Great. Um, because previously I'd had an episode, um, I'd had two, both doing the national anthem at sporting events. Yeah. And both, like, one was like the, it was cutting in and out, and it was so hard. I think to you keep talked time. about that in the last show. You had to fl- did you flick it out, or um, what did you end up doing? Yeah, I definitely did that at at one of them. Mm-hmm. But at the uh, New Year's test at the SCG, not this year, last year, mm-hmm. um, we did two sound checks. And then I went out to do the gig, and it's about three minutes before. And they're like, in here, check, in here, check. And I'm like, not working. Oh, really? No, no, not working. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all coming through. Jeez. Oh. Okay, we'll get that sorted. 30 seconds to go. In-ear check. No, this, there's still nothing. All right, well, you uh, are going to go out with no in-ears. And so, like we, yeah, so you just sort of go out absolutely naked. There's a bit of fold back. Yeah. But the thing about stadium gigs is mm. everyone's singing that anthem as well mm. and it's all bounced back. So they're all singing it in different times. So it's actually like you just- You want you everyone just, to shut the fuck up so you mm. can concentrate. Yep, but they're not because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. patriotic. Yeah. Um, so you're basically- just trying to keep time. Just humming. What's the mantra then? Don't what? fuck it up. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> fuck it up. Um. Well, we, we had a comedian whose mantra before walking on stage was, I'm the best. I'm the best. I am the best. Which is, yeah. I guess, using words to centre yourself, I guess. is. Well, it's, yeah. and he's I guess it's like a confidence. Power. Yeah, he's creating a level of confidence, when you, which you, in these scenarios, you need. Yeah. I guess for some people, they need the extra confidence boost and other people need to... 
recenter the other way. Yeah. How do you feel after the Sydney Opera House gig? Is it is the morning after like do you feel great or are you like, well, I've peaked now? Do you go into like a depressive mode like three days later where it's like, oh, it's like I love a it. Just go straight to depression. Yeah. Well, I just feel like I would. I feel like it's, it's like a, it's, it's a, a high. It's a, the high. And it's like, well, I fucking I've done it now. Well, it was it fun. was a high. Yeah. It was a super high. And um, but tell us about the low. <laughs> no, Joe, no, tell us about the high first. Uh, I yeah, it was hard to get to sleep, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to watch it back, and uh, and my girlfriend Charlotte had come out from London to to be there for it. Well, she came out to be there. Regardless, but it was a double thing that she <laughs> yeah. got to see, and uh, and yeah, we were just both on on a high. Yeah. Um. Then I, th- I think I couldn't get to sleep till like three a.m. Maybe later, and then we had to get up at six for a flight back. So mm. I, I think I was in that sort of mm. um, sort of seedy hungover, although I hadn't really had anything to drink. Yeah. So it was just sort of a mess for a, mm-hmm. a, a couple of days. I don't think I ever crashed. Yeah. It's um, good. I guess it's good. I mean, are you choosing? Do you think you could choose to write to be grateful for the high? Yeah, I think yeah. it's also like going, I'm shit now. That was so good yesterday. Now today's bad. I think part of it probably is like preparation in regards to like you've prepared to, for that moment. If you had, if that was your first gig that you'd landed, I think it would probably be a different sort of thing, right? It's sort of like hockey stick growth. You can fucking go up and then the crash is bigger, where it's like, You've been building on this and for years and years. Totally, and years. that's sort of my career. Yeah. Like uh, the amount of times I've been asked, oh, you know, people, can you go on The Voice or mm-hmm. um, even people who work on the show, yeah, um, or X Factor or whatever. And I was like, no, no, because I I get the sense that for me, um, it would be a sort of short term gain, long term pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd just be that. Yeah, that 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 yeah, spike, yeah. like an insulin spike. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like having six fire that crumbles in, mm. in a minute. Um, and so I've always gone- Described st- my Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of steady, steady, steady. So yeah, I feel like I've been building up to that for, for over a decade. Mm. Um, so it was, it was sort of immense pride yeah. at the, the, the work, but then I, I just couldn't not be yeah, grateful for all the people around me, especially John mm. Foreman. Who, yeah, I worked on the album with, and um, really, if he didn't want to work on that project with me, I know that he probably wouldn't have, uh, you know, asked me to do do the gig, mm-hmm. and um, and then yeah, James, my manager again, and and then I was really grateful for Charlotte because I was pretty nervy during the day mm-hmm. of, of Australia Day, and she was, you know, can you gonna, eat like during? Like no, the, I no. couldn't. I couldn't eat. I couldn't even iron my shirt well. Oh, no. and she's I can't like, iron my shirt well. Like, oh, sweetheart, <laughs> iron your wee shirt for you. And, uh, <laughs> accent. Got to get it in. Scottish. Yeah. Um, and she was just like the, you know, the kindest thing. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, lot of that. Yeah. It was still a bit out of, out of body again. I was yeah. sort of, yeah, sort of seeing it all and going, fuck, this is crazy. Uh, James, his manager, actually um, demanded the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josh only will perform with $10 million worth of fireworks. <laughs> um, since we last saw you, I don't think you had a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, on, since we last had you on the show, I've spoken to you since. Um, she's a musician. Singer-songwriter, yeah. I met her three weeks after I saw you guys. Oh, crazy. We're a good yeah. omen like that, I think. Yeah, I really felt like you, mm. like Jesus, delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we centred you and you mm. found your way to Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so don't you, thank us, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, you won't get it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, only from a, a quick stalk from the photos you put, <laughs> I can see that she's a musician. What's that... 
like my wife isn't a podcaster, isn't a, a video person. She's not in the same sort of creative space. How is that having a partner that is vying for a similar sort of, you know, a similar thing? Um, or is there no similar? Do you do have duets in the evenings together? Did you spell that J E W? J D W. J D. Do you spell it duet? Duet. Duet. Oh, like, I did. Duet. Yeah. I, I, Should I say duet? Du- duet. 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 Um, no, but yeah, J E W. I was hundred percent um, saying duet. duet. She's not true. Um, <laughs> we have. We're actually writing a song at the moment um, called "Love Is All We Need" with John Foreman. Um, which is which is great. Which I'll get to um, drop on my album tour for the first time. So that's that's the first time we sort of collabed on anything. Are you going to get her out on stage? Is she going to come out to Australia? Mm, no, nah, it's it's not a duet. It's not a duet. It's a. Yeah. It's actually a duet with John and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a. Yeah, Charlotte's it's a, just third wheeling the. Just <laughs> sidelines. Um, I. I it, it never feels competitive. It yeah. never has that vibe. It only feels supportive. She's very much in a sort of pop or indie pop um, world of, of singer-songwriting and, like, the classical crossover artist, musical theatre guy is, like, they're just not mm. in the same realm, I don't Yeah, so don't it almost feels like different industries, do you think? Yeah, but with a sort of great understanding of the shit that yeah. you go through, the, the emotional stuff, so that support is, is really strong. And then is that a hard thing also? Because I could imagine both experiencing the same challenges – that could actually – I mean, one of you has to be strong at all times. You know, it's – Or you, you both feel shit and you can feel shit together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, which has happened or you're both up or one's up, one's down. I mean, that's just how it is. Life, I just think yeah. as long as you have great communication and that you're empathetic and understanding, uh, then, you know, you, you, and you're not a dick mm-hmm. um, or a duck, as you would say. <laughs> yeah, a wee duck. Um, <laughs> Uh, then it, things are normally fine. I mean, we're only sort of almost six months in, so mm. um, you know, we're still at uh, in a in a honeymoon phase. Honeymoon is that what phase to, yeah, it's a honeymoon phase to to a degree and to mm-hmm. another degree, it's not. Um, we've had a lot of challenges already because we do long distance. Mm. Yeah, uh, we've it's had two months together of those almost six months. So um, you know, we've we've put ourselves into a pretty tough battle. Mm. Uh, as I said, I go over Thursday morning for a wee bit um, <laughs> and then she comes back out middle of June and then I go back in July. So we're trying to do as much as we can to make uh, the geography of it work. Yeah. I was listening to Spotify uh, the other morning and I have like the weekly playlist type of thing and I was like, fuck, I know this song. And it was your uh, cover of Iris uh, playing. Really? Yeah. So it was How like Sp- Spotify, Spotify was fucking in my, in my feet. Well, was that New Music was- Italy? I don't know where. I don't know, yeah, it must be must be on uh, on that. No, but I think it was because I'd been listening uh, a bunch previously or whatever, and it just sort of re-delivers songs that you'd heard or whatever. But re-delivers songs that you really like. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, that's why well, I do love fucking. I do, I've said to Tommy that I prefer covers always over the original song. Really? Why yeah. is that? I think that it just like adds a different element to something i don't know it just feels like well, it can it. go one of two ways mm. ruin it or make it better yeah. west um, life uptown girl more better. than billy Joel. yeah uh uh what? smash mouths i'm a believer this is also very telling of his music taste which i don't think is it's very great. 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good. hold up the other I day I, I posted something on instagram 
which was you bagged out Nickelback, which is one of my favourite. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, artists. I, I didn't actually say anything. It was just a long sigh and some. I think you eyes. said nickel crap. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 about that. Um, yeah, because. Um, Look, Look at this photograph. Is that Nickelback? Yeah, that is. Mm. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. Had a couple of um, some kids back then. Uh, and what the that. hell was on Johnny's head? <laughs> like some of the great worst lyrics, lyrics of all time. Yeah, um, but I did a post about um, roses are red, violets, uh, April is grey, but in a few weeks, picture of Justin Timberlake. I didn't fucking understand it at all. I didn't get it. No. It's going to be May. You didn't, oh, get, yeah. you didn't get the 90s reference. Like, yeah, how, like do, how do people not get it, that? I don't even think it's a 90s re- It's an, a very obscure... You've you've given people a riddle. It's not a meme. It's an incredible riddle. Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's a And if you can riddle. unlock a 90s pop culture reference... <laughs> through a riddle. You are... Through a riddle, you... You're, that's basically Game of Thrones there. The, the, uh, the national anthem, the lyrics of the national anthem, mm-hmm. can we go through it very quickly, or, but slowly... How how does how does the national anthem start again? Because I used to sing it Australians in Australians. All, all let us rejoice. All let us rejoice. For, for we are young, young and, and, free. and free. Weave, weave, weave golden soil. I thought it was like with, with. No, no, we have golden soil. Weave, weave. golden soil. I should. I think I should change it. To Is with. it we've got we've, we've gold? We've, we've fucking got golden soil <laughs> and a bunch of seen next Tuesday. <laughs> um, so no, so we've. Uh, with we've golden soil, uh, yeah. With wealth for toil, wealth for toil. Our home is girt. Is girt is by sea. Yeah, it's true. I it's thought it was Kurt. It, like, Does he really think? That, I was just you know when you're butchering it in um like Douglas Kurt Kurt <laughs> by sea, like Kurt Douglas Kurt is girt by sea, and then where does it go? Our land uh, abound, bound in nature's, nature's gifts, 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 gifts of beauty. beauty Rich and rare. 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 Yeah. In history's page, let every stage, let every stage, like every single stage, advance. Advance Australia. Australia. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Lyrically not In great. <laughs> Enjoyful strains. Strains. We used to say straz. Like a, like <laughs> Enjoy f- straz and. Let us else. sing. Enjoyful let advance strains. Australia. Then let us sing. Do you have to, as, as someone who has done the national anthem, do you need to know the. The Lyrics? second verse? <laughs> 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 no, you know, like um, the, is it a verse? Is it beneath a our radiant southern, southern cross, cross, we'll toil with hearts and hands. I just hand it over to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Make when do you have to do common wealth of ours renowned through all the lands for those who've come across the seas with boundless plains to share. With courage, let us all combine to advance Australia's fair. In joyful strains and let us sing advance Australia's fair. Yes, I've got a second it's verse. The, the second, when do you ever get to do the second verse? On Australia Day, we did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. But we did have it on the auto queue. It's like the oh, encore. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Like everyone's probably like goes to sit down and then you have it. Uh, yeah, I learned at a primary school. We had to do two verses of it every yeah. Monday or something at primary school. Did you go to a Jewish primary school? Uh, no. No. We went to Auburn South. Yeah, in East Hawthorne. But then you went to, oh, and then you went to Wesley. Yeah, we were we were pumping it out at Wesley. Yep, pumping it out. Beg your pardon. Just pumping it out. You know what is that? Pumping mean? out the hoodlums on a Monday. That's the, Monday. That's the dazzle. Oh, in, oh, did um, we, did we do a bit no, we in that. What was that? Da, no, what was the big hall at Wesley Pran? Adamson. Yeah, Adamson. Yeah. Jeez. 
That's where that was I, your playground. Yeah, that's that's where. But I, I think know. lyrics can be up to interpretation with the when it comes as in as in whether or not they're <laughs> correct or <laughs> up to interpretation. The the Strahs example. Uh, <laughs> but with uh, when you're doing a cover, what is the actual like? You know, you got all licensing and shit. I remember hearing somewhere where it's like, oh, Smash Mouth. I remember changed. I'm a believer slightly to the monkeys version because I loved the monkeys version. Did you have to when you were doing Iris? Do you, did you change certain words to give it a bit of J Pizzle? Yeah, I did it in Italian. <laughs> yeah. Was that's it changing thirty percent? Yeah, that, so what, that's, 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 oh, that's that's well, a so, strong change. <laughs> so from a tra- from a translation point of view, do you have to, like was that part of it being in Italian? I can't, I can't even fucking remember that it was in Italian. I was, it was still it's into in it. Italian, yeah. And I still even knew the song. I was probably fucking singing in English. No idea. Which is cool because some people like to, like people have, you know, responded to mm. it, have, have said, oh, I've tried to learn it phonetically in Italian. And yeah. some people go, no, I just sing along in English. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I think that's what I was doing. And just so there's no copyright. You, you don't have to worry about that when it's... Uh, no, you, you still pay APRA, yeah, which okay. is the governing body. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore the, the original writer still... Uh, makes a buck out of it. Yeah, so cool. Um, and I mean, but some were like the version of Creep I did um, was actually already a cover in Italian, mm. and the artist- my version of Creep is um, original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just a creep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it's just going going for. Um, that's your shtick. That's your shtick. <laughs> Uh, so the guy who the Italian guy. So were you guy covering who, the cover then? Yeah, because uh, the the lyrics have got nothing to do with being a creep. The lyrics, it's the song's actually called "Ad ogni costo," which is at any cost, mm-hmm. and it's about a typical Italian thing. It's about ending up with a woman who treats you like shit at any cost. You're just a slave to this woman. So it's got actually nothing to do with being a weirdo. Oh, that's uh, it's about being yeah. a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At any cuck. At any cuck. Uh, <laughs> is the um, uh, we've we've had uh, uh, Josh Simons on the show before. Who's uh, do you just uh, have Josh's? Yeah, yeah. Pure, yeah we're we're a Josh. Had a lot show. of Josh. Josh Fields, Milburn, yeah. Josh Jansen. He's on all the time. Yeah, annoying. What a fucking Josh idiot. Bitterman, Josh Simons. But Josh Simons was talking about uh, he's performed at uh, uh, big uh, state uh, like arenas or whatever it is, and he's, he was talking about the that you make bank basically when you perform your own song if you've like written and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Have you had one of those experiences where it's like, fuck, not only have I got this great experience, but I'm doing one of my uh, own tracks. So based on the amount of people that are in the audience, I'm going to walk away doing all right? Uh, No, because Mm -hmm. uh, this song, Love Is All We Need, is my first Original. Oh, really? Yeah. I like being a crossover artist. You you generally do a lot of covers. Mm. Like you sit there, you sing "Time to Say Good," but like a million times over. Great tune, cracking tune. Um, The old (laughs) Bocelli, you know, just a a winner. Um, So to do your own stuff is is a bit rare. Yeah. Uh, But I really want to write stuff. I've been writing poetry for quite some time, Mm -hmm. um, and it just read poems much. yeah, I just bought a book called How to Read Poems. Um, first word, and then the next, and then the next. No, there's the next. a whole. It was fucking a big book too. Jeez. Uh, Dan DeBoof, who we've had on the show, recommended it for me to read. But anyway, I has it changed the it's, way? It's like well, I haven't it's got read nothing it about oh, okay. reading poems. It's more of a signalling. I'm like I'm a creative, artistic guy who cares about. So poems. is it one of those things where you go for coffee somewhere in Fitzroy <laughs> or Collingwood and happening. you just have it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, does. A poem translate to a song. Is not that always. why you write poems? Not, not always. Well, uh, Charlotte said to me that um, that sometimes my 
lyric writing is too poetic. It's too much governed by perfect rhymes and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I love and a good rhyme. Yeah. yeah, I love a good rhyme too. But she's like, no, you need some sort of imperfect rhymes and stuff like that. Just like like it, it doesn't need to be so clinical. Mm. Um, so I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So she sort of grabbed the song that I've written and um, and tore it apart. To <laughs> make took it out four of the rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> took out all of it. Well, um, I feel like rhyming could potentially like a, a – Brie found her old diaries when she was uh, growing up and she found that there was a lot of rhyming, like when she was doing poems. It feels like it's when you're in school, it's a very common thing. When you think poetry, you got to think every fucking line has to it's rhyme. With the, in time. Yeah, in time, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Because yeah, so otherwise it's a crime. <laughs> it's You'll receive a fine <laughs> and no one will eat limes. limes. Perfect. Another <laughs> yeah. great Instagram yeah. bit. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so do, is the... The lyric writing versus the poetry stuff. Do a lot of people start poem, then turn it into lyrics? Is there then get a girlfriend who tells them to pull their head in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pull out uh, a few of those. I don't know. I don't know what people's journeys are. Like for Lottie, like Charlotte, um, she went and did a Bachelor of Arts in songwriting. Mm-hmm. So she spent three years of writing a song every day, really. Yeah. So you just get – you probably create your own methodology and whether or not you write poetry on the side or whatever is uh, – I'm not sure. I don't know how. I think people approach it from all different angles. Mm. Um, uh, I reckon Daniel Johns probably mm. writes a lot of poetry. He what, seems like a pretty what's poetic he, guy. Is he still playing? Is he still? I'm sure he is. I'm sure they're creating stuff. He seems Silver like a too creative <laughs> a man right. to not create. Um, but, yeah, some of the, the the rhymes in this song that I was working on were too poetic. Mm. Um, and I, the poetry I read is a lot of love poetry. Um, anyone, any, uh, anyone ever read Atticus? No. Yeah, no. yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty romantic, magical shit. So Is it uh, that's good? what. Like, do you read it and go, "Fuck, that was good. That was a good rhyme." Chuck, chuck us yeah. my phone. Oh, chuck I us would my phone, love doll. a poetry uh, cover. <laughs> Have you got? What a, can what you read a poem that you've read? You've written. written? What about poetry, f- like Spotify for poetry? Yeah, well, Just there's, random there's poems um, what's that? that um, what's that slam poetry? If you so have to freestyle search, poetry, if you have to search for an Instagram account uh, to find the poetry, um, it's very new age of you. I could imagine go. you got you, into you'd get into listen, slam poetry. He's, he's about to read us memes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a great one, a nineties reference. No one will get. About oh, so this is Atticus. This is Atticus. We just want to find a good So it's Atticus. Oh, here we go. She was someone who if the plane was going down and everyone was screaming, she would look me in the eyes and laugh and her laugh would make me laugh. And then we'd both be laughing, the two crazy people laughing as our plane was going down. Oh, wow. That's like Malaysia that. Airlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little poem there. Yeah, that's uh, – what was that? Flight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. MH. A L- little bit dark. A little bit, little bit dark. Yeah. So That's Very nice. Dark. I mean, so I don't really write um, – a lot of stuff to do with plane crashes. Yeah. Um, that's not your shtick. That's no. not my shtick. Don't do that on a fucking you know Jetstar flight or whatever. They'll they'll take you off. But the um, plane, I yeah. definitely do some. Is this yours? Yeah, this is a bit mine. Oh, when you put a little background on it, oh, yeah, sign it off, Jay Pizzle. Oh my when, god! When he looked into her eyes, he saw her soul and similarly felt vulnerable enough to allow her to do the same. They were intertwined physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It was the deepest love they'd ever made. So that was before mine, they mine get crashed the plane. Yeah, before the plane crashed <laughs> because they were trying to join the Mile High Club and it all went wrong. <laughs> so that's a bit of my my you, my vibe. Do you journal? Yeah, daily. Really? Have you got like I want to get into fountain pens? Do you have a fountain Don't pen? You. No, I have a biro that I use um, terribly. I'm mm-hmm. I'm 
I'm a terrible writer. Like I, mm. I should be. I'm the son of a doctor, yeah. but I should be a doctor myself. Yeah, bad it's, it's that sounds like a, that sounds like a poem. I'm a son of a doctor. I should be a doctor myself. What's the next part? Um, self. Um, it doesn't. But have to be I need perfect, to. Right? I need to. I need some help. Some help. Some help. Yeah. Save him. No, he's actually saying, he's, he's actually saying <laughs> help, help, help. help. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was beautiful. I think if you repeat things not beautiful. multiple times, it has more cut through. Yeah, as long as when you read it, you make every time you say it slightly different. It's like, yeah. it's like when you sing, sing the, a song, you can't, you can't say help, help, what, help. You'd say help, help, help. help. I think the help was yeah, the same the each time. But it was the, definitely the pause is different. What are you writing about in your journal? Or is, uh, or is I, nothing? <laughs> As in not, writing about nothing, whatever. Uh, it's it's a gratitude journal. So I start the day with uh, three things I'm, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. in life. One thing I changed from yesterday, um, an action or a, a behaviour or, or something that happened. I write... Um, How often are they based on food? I feel like it would always be for me. Like, <laughs> I wish I didn't have those fucking fat, fat Easter eggs. Yeah. It's a food diary, it's a mate. <laughs> uh, how, how often is it that food related? It sometimes is mm. like didn't need the third donut yeah yeah um so occasionally yeah, yeah sure and then it's um some i am mantras like i was talking about i mm-hmm. am before i go on stage that, that sort of stuff and then three things that i'm um gonna do today so like it might be i'm going to train or um i'm not going to be an absolute asshole to josh and tommy <laughs> yeah you know, like something right. yeah. intention you, you an intention the intention yeah. for the day yeah. how do you and fit it, just, it into like an a4 how big is the uh, my journal would be an A5 five? journal. Half an A4? Is that what that is? I, I believe so. Small book. Yeah. Just a small book. And, it's and it's a, a, small a really intentions. nice small thing to do at the start of the day. So it's like that and meditate and like it's just sort of sets my day up to go um, to ha- to reflect on mm-hmm. life a bit and to reflect on the people in my life and things in my life um, because I think we can – just go about business and just forget about that yeah. stuff. Mm. Uh, and then it sort of sets up my day. So I know that it, like those three intentions, I go, well, do I look back on it the day after and go, did I achieve those things? Mm. Why not? Why didn't I achieve? Mm. So you look things? back. I think looking back is good. Yeah. So you do like, present. So great, grateful for now. Yep. Past. So, something what? that I would change. change. And then intentions so, for the day. And some I, some I am's, which are, um, Mantras. I, I, I've been doing quite a bit of consistent meditation. This month, I haven't missed a day. But I've just been Ooh. thinking... Is that new for you? Well, I w- I'm, yeah, this year, since I've seen you, definitely. I mean, my mum was a meditation, has is yeah. a meditation teacher, has been for a very long time, before it was cool. But I've got into it a lot more We're now. We're not asking if your, if your mum meditated. Did you meditate? No, the answer is no. No, but, no, but uh, w- what I'm saying is, and where I'm going with this is, I've been realising lately from meditating, is going, what... I've been thinking about times in my life. So I was thinking about a time where I was in a different relationship and where my mind was at and what, how I wasn't meditating. And I was thinking, fuck, like my mind now is racing, but I'm more present of what my thoughts are and where I'm focusing on them. I was like, without that, it's like fucking dangerous Mm -hmm. looking back. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, that's one of the main things. Consciousness. Yeah. Well, it's just a hyper, it's um, thinking about thinking cognitive Dissonance, is that it? Thinking yeah, about thinking? It's like the opposite of, of awareness. Yeah, and so thinking about my thinking, it's like, fuck, I feel like I was a, a different person when I wasn't doing that. Mm. And, and we all do that. It's like, it's like uh, storylining. 
So, you know, we, we create an idea that doesn't exist. Um, mm. It's not, it's not fact. Mm. Like um, my favorite that, thing to do. That, yeah, <laughs> that person, that person hates me. That mm. person absolutely hates me. And you go back to a conversation you had with, with them um, and you take it from a perspective that is one-sided and jaded with all the, the things that you are putting on it rather than what maybe mm. actually happened if you were someone watching that conversation. Mm. And then you spiral down a line of c- catastrophizing and nightmaring <laughs> about, about this. And then you, you sort of believe in mm. this yeah. uh, fiction about, about your relationship with, with yeah. this person. That's why I can't have yeah. social media. I've retired from my really? personal social media. Yeah, but just because it's, like, it's so easy to like click through and being like, oh, yeah. Mm. And then you can create these stories. And then before you know it, all these people who you actually normally like in real life, you think are fucking idiots online. Mm. So it's... What, what it I, was the Nickelback moment, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Nickel crap, I believe, is what you said. Was it nickel crap? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Do you think um, Nickelback get a hard time, though, in all seriousness? Or no? You think oh, they, think they epitomize... I think they give zero fucks because they're making bang. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're sell, they're, they're they've become the meme, though, right? Yeah. For a lot of, a lot of people. It's like shit. they think it's shit music, but I'll listen to it and laugh mm-hmm. and sing along. Yeah. Back to your medis. Yes. Uh, what What's do you think's changed as a um, as a person, as a dad, as a partner, as a as a partner? Mm. Well, I think just this realization of um, in a constant showing up to think about my thinking, where I've always thought and I've thought, oh, I can sort of go deep and think about my thinking, but that's showing up and doing it every day and just thinking about thoughts and what they are and how much meaning they actually have. One thing I've real, one thing that this meditation program is doing is he's saying when a thought comes in, don't try, don't shut it out, actually observe it. And it actually then just slowly disappears. And so it's like this weird fucking thing that thoughts that are coming in, I'm not choosing for them to come in. Mm. They're just happening and disappearing and then something else is coming. So I'm just sort of – I'm in the early days of exploring the understanding of thought. And, yeah, we, I'm, I'm no guru on this at all, but that is the, the whole idea of being the, uh, the witness or, mm. or the observer. Mm. Um, I think uh, Andy Pudicombe, who is the creator of Headspace, mm. which is a really um, you know, uh, well-used app, um, describes those thoughts as clouds. Mm. And that the, our state of contentment is blue sky. Mm. That sort of joy, like if joy is everlasting and happiness is fleeting, joy is blue sky and the clouds are just thoughts. And mm. if we al- allow them just to go past, notice them, see them and just allow them to go past, they will go past mm. and and we will go back to, to blue sky. But often what we do is we turn a, a, a white cloud into a grey cloud into a giant storm and then the whole sky is filled with storms yeah. and we've actually created that. Yeah, It wasn't actually anyone who's put that on us. It's not an external, it's an mm. internal. And what we lack doing often is actually taking responsibility mm. for that. And It's and confronting. I think yeah. it's confronting to know that it's like, oh, this situation isn't about this person or that person and this story is only the reality that you've created. But you can choose. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Um, mm. And that requires you to be, um, yeah, a bit more vulnerable, a mm. lot more vulnerable. And especially in Australian society, mm. especially with men, I think we still have mega, mega issues mm. with what it is to be a vulnerable man. I think we're very, we still have that football mentality of. KO. Oh, yeah, I just. 24 hours she'll a day. Be, she'll be right. 50 sports. Yeah, KO. <laughs> uh, um, fuck Foxtel. Fuck Foxtel. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, like that. It's just like a toxic masculinity thing mm-hmm. that men aren't allowed to 
be in touch with that stuff. And but also, that's the same toxic toxic masculinity that is a part of a one punch culture. Yeah. Is a part it of hurts us. I think that the interesting thing with the with talking about that is it's not just affecting externally. It ex, it affects our mm. fucking souls and yeah. what we're you know yep. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and affects the potential of you being the uh, yeah the greatest version of yourself. Yeah. The concert that you're putting on the tour, yes. So it's around Australia, is it? What's the what's the plan? The plan is Sydney on June eighth mm-hmm. at the Eternity Playhouse, which is in Sydney, yeah, um, obviously, and then up to Brizzy at Cubac on the twentieth. Do you fly everywhere? I just oh, when yeah. I think of a tour, I just think of fucking Australia's too fucking big. Get in the bus, big. I heard a comedian yesterday just like talk about how he was in. Oh, you know, I went to New Zealand. It's like Queenstown. And then I, I went to this other place. It was like the other end of the island. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Australia. Yeah. It's like if you go to Melbourne, you're not at the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's fucking ages. It's, away. it's ages away. <laughs> yeah, and oh, look, if I was doing like um, Shep and then yeah, Wodonga sure. and then. Gander guy, or like <laughs> something like that. Then I would. I, you'd, Are you doing all the, the? But I'm doing the main. Jay Pizzle regional tour. Yeah, yeah. Jay, yeah. I'm say that for next. Do you year. go? Because uh, I heard as well that like if you're part of visit like uh, Apra, you get like Virgin. Like, we can uh, get that baggage. Have you we heard can the we can thing? sign up for that. Really? As filmmakers, you can sign up for um, Apra. Oh yeah, wow. I, bel- oh, we can oh, I haven't even. So Virgin Virgin Australia, they like you always see uh, the like artists and stuff in the priority line, and I've heard from musos that if you're part of, I think it's APRA, you can basically get a uh, priority and you mm. get more bags and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Well, all He's our, mus- all our um, <laughs> musicians are, are local in each city. Okay, great. Uh, except for my music director, who's also a piano, a guy called Jack Earl, who's the album. Um, so yeah, we go from Brizzy, then we go down. Uh, we go down to Melbourne on the twenty second. So Melbourne's got two shows; the rest have one. And what's the biggest venue? The Melbourne ones. Alex Theatre is about five hundred. Yeah, um, which is small fry compared to sixty thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and no fireworks. And no, definitely no <laughs> You're fireworks. Really underwhelmed with this. <laughs> this. Yeah, this is like don't even come. Just watch. Uh, so this yeah, is one a, YouTube clip. Yeah. This is like, but this is a development for you in regards to. Is this like the first one that you've done solo? Yeah, first solo tour. tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year was the first album, so it's taking. Some tracks from that and yeah. then some tracks that I want to put onto a new one, obviously the original we've talked about, and some classics like Time to Say Goodbye um, and some duet, duets uh, with... Uh, Your um, favourite people from the Jewish community? With, yeah, so <laughs> that's just heading from St Kilda down to Balaclava. And, and, <laughs> that's and a solid idea. That's Rabbi solid, Yavi. <laughs> yeah, Rabbi Rubenstein, who uh, I know from the Turak synagogue, who's always saying, let's do Nesun uh, Dharma, but let's do it to the tune of Adon Alam. And because they all do that. Um, so no, sorry, Rabbi Rubenstein, not your gig, this one. <laughs> do, you, um, do you have a, um, like an opening act or is it, is it, or is it just? No, nah, it's, it's just, it's just me. It's is- an, uh, Hundred minute concert with a with a little interval, and I think the best way to describe it is uh, Bocelli meets Buble. Cool. So it's very off the cuff. Like mm-hmm. there's no dinner suit vibe. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be barefoot for really? some of it. Yeah, I always love to sing barefoot around the house. So it's it's sort of the vibe is to try and just just welcome you into you know my home and mm-hmm. and sort of you know make that classical sound mm-hmm. accessible to to everyone it's it's classical music but it's not a classical show yeah you're not going to the opera here i like that i like the mixing mm. and the matching of that sort of stuff yeah right? and i mean there'll, there'll be a rock rug 
on on the stage because a lot of the repertoire is pop and rock songs. Yeah. Have been What's a real rug? You know, in is it like drums? You know, like do they use it to? What's yeah, it yeah, but you know that like Persian rug that yeah, you yeah, always yeah, yeah. that you always see in a in a in a rock 100%. concert or in yeah. a, a rock studio. Yeah, yeah, that sort of vibe. Oh, so, amazing. Um, if you need still need the Persian rug, I know a guy who is actually going at legitimately going out of business. <laughs> I know that you hear the rug stuff a lot. Yeah, but he's, a he's, about Persian rug. he's got about 17th hour that he owes to like an Indian supplier, but they are Persian rugs. They're all handmade. So if you need a Persian rug. Yeah. Okay, The annoying thing is actually transporting that. Yeah, I think we'll, <laughs> well, I think he's we'll got like all the, the stock. Like the musicians, we might pick up rugs locally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I believe you probably rent a rug. Yeah. Rent a rug. <laughs> Rent a rug's a great Or service. just have a mate who's got, who's got a rug. But if, if, if he wants to sponsor the tour, yeah, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's mainly relying on cash at the okay. moment. <laughs> but the, um, uh, your audience, how do you describe your audience? Middle-aged women. There, there are some middle-aged women. There's uh, some really young people too. Mm. Uh, a lot of the feedback from the album was from people in their 30s, mm. uh, late 20s and 30s, who... Um, for whatever reason, don't connect fully with like the real classical, classical yeah. music. They won't go and see Turandot or Tosca or yeah. um, yeah, Madame Butterfly, but um, they they want to connect with it, but they needed an avenue in. And this so, is like a gateway drug. It's like me listening to Iris or whatever yeah. amongst all my other stuff. It's like it fits. The funny thing is when you hear it, it sort of it fits in in some way to pop, pop music yeah. as well. Um, so... Really, I'm like a bong, and um, <laughs> an opera is like smack. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. they and you know everyone wants to do wants yeah. to do a billy from time to time. Yeah. So and a bong's not going to ruin your life. It's not going to. It's actually yeah. going to chill gonna your help. life yeah, out. Absolutely. Just a bit. And you definitely need a Persian rug if you're going to do a bong as well. Yeah, <laughs> perfect setting for it. Yeah, it's got that vibe. Yeah. So I, I mean, that that's what the the feedback was. It was it was a lot of people in their in their thirties actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, saying that they're like exactly what you're saying it Mm -hmm. didn't feel like opera but i felt like i got a bit of that um so that and that's exactly what i feel like i am like like you said i'm not like your sort of standard opera yeah guy um i just happen to love singing like that Mm. um but i you know bang it out to informer by (laughs) snow or shoop by salt and pepper are you good singing the other way do you think like at singing i I don't know you know, so that like a blair. <laughs> no, but as in singing how Charlotte <laughs> sings. I guess that's so it's genre uh, singing. So, like like indie pop stuff. Yeah. So if you were to sing indie pop, so you drop. There's no accent. There's no there's Italian. No, there's no. Uh, you're not doing no your shtick. A you're classical. Not, you're not a classical the fat man trapped in a ripped guy's body. I, fat operatic. Operatic. I, I, I think I can do that. Like when you got classical training, you can. Uh, you know what you're doing with your voice. Like technically, I'm. Yeah, I'm quite good at knowing how to manipulate sounds and mm-hmm. um, and all of that. But I just don't. I think if I spent my time, you know, wanting to do, um, never made it as a wise man, <laughs> couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Isn't that Nick Nickelback? Yeah. Yeah. Never made it as a wise man. Yeah, it's a um, good yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's or not a good song. Not a good song. Or do I allow that Green Day? I don't like Green Day. No, I don't like Green Day either. Did you know that the lead singer of Green Day wished that Steve Jobs would die of cancer? He said that on stage. uh, stage. And it was all because of iTunes and how much they got paid from iTunes. It's a bit of a... That's not a nice thing to (laughs) say. Uh, So I got off Green Day. For that that reason alone? I liked American Idiot. 
I've I've chatted to people about this. I think what he did was watch episodes of The Simpsons, take an impersonation of Krusty the Clown, (laughs) and then move it into a vocal style because there's no not much difference between. (laughs) It's the same thing. Are these people putting on like putting on? Well, I reckon a lot of artists did it after. um, Is it is it Dave Grohl? Oh yeah, yeah. Was uh, he Foo Fighters? Yeah, Foo Fighters. Oh no, no. Who's Nickelback? Who's, who's is, Jam? I don't know anyone. Like no, okay. you've but stretched Jam my references. Was, um, Rachel, oh, yeah, on the clock. It's fuck. That thing became yeah. everyone had to do. It. Even Celine Dion was doing it for yeah. a while. Um, that was a style. You shouldn't like, be able to tell the the lyrics. Like that was that was a style for a long time. Which is like, if you can understand what they're saying, they're not doing a yeah. good job of singing. Yeah, I so just it, like I wasn't into that. Any of those styles of singing. Yeah, I didn't want to pursue that. But I think if I did go down that track, you go. It's once again what I was talking about. Like if you go if you go hard work at Nickelback style, mm. you can you can be the next nickel crap. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst piece of advice you've heard from someone around career? Stuff. Oh, I did get an advice from a singing teacher once, um, very, very early on when I was struggling to hit the notes um, because I was technically not proficient, which was do whatever you can, just get it out. Just get it out. <laughs> yeah, not, not ideal. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one way to um, get nodules. Yeah. Um, do you think they saw you in front of the Sydney Opera House and thought, I fucking taught him everything yeah, he knows? Just, just before uh, the yeah. silence, just before you did the big name, just get it out. <laughs> just get it out. Um, yeah, there was, yeah. So that's probably not mm. great advice. What about advice um, in respects to career and just not sort of specific to your voice, but to musical theatre as a career for you? Uh, or anything that sort of. Oh, people always say, you know, they're always, it's my least favourite question where you're like, you know, you meet one of your parents, friends mm. at a coffee shop or whatever they always touch you on your wrist it's always <laughs> begins with a wrist touch. quick wrist it's, it's so you can't it's so you can't move so you can't escape <laughs> and what are you up to yeah and then you go oh i like in my head I go do i want to go down the spiel no i can't be fucking going down the spiel yeah. i do the um oh not much at the moment just you know working on working on some things it'll come to the fore soon it must be really tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sympathetic. It's a very, like, and and yeah. it's patronising and sympathetic yeah. at the same mm. time. Um, you just grab him by the elbow and just say, it must be tough being you, lady. <laughs> walk off. Yeah, well, I either give him the, the, um, the sort of what, yeah. whatever that mouth is. Yeah. Mm. Nod. Mm. Just or like I give a, the struggling artist. Like I think there is something in the struggling artist, which sometimes it's easier just to play into that and people think that that's the life. You know, just yeah. being like, oh, yeah, yeah, stuff's – it's always hard finding work, but, you know. If if you are feeling that, then I think it's a problem. I, f- mm. I felt a bit of that at a family event of just what we're doing and us understanding it and knowing the direction, the vision. And it's – maybe it's a piece in my communication or I've entered into that, yeah, we're just doing this, like very broad and then their concern is I don't understand what they're doing all the risk they're taking. So that's what they end up projecting. So, But I don't know if it is. But if it's like if we can't get caught, like the thing is that we we have a North Star, we know where we're sort of headed, but we don't know the steps necessarily. So how can we expect those people around us to have any concept yeah. of those steps? And so part of it is 
understanding that we know that there's going to be steps there. We don't necessarily know the order. We don't know what it looks like, but we know they're there. Mm. And so I guess that's part of it is it's like understanding what's like if we don't, we're in it every day and we have just enough clarity to move forward. They've definitely got no fucking idea. Yeah, but what you want from them, I guess, mm. is like to uh, approach you judgment free. <laughs> yeah, and what definitely. and what you see on their faces is riddled with excessive yeah. judgment. Yeah. Um, is it based on their inability to live the life that they want? Like, are they? Well, that's the, what I always think struggled. it comes down to. Yeah. And sometimes I say, well, um, no, not much at the moment, but um, you know, couldn't have it any other way. I'm living my passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Because it's almost them projecting their thing, which is like, you know what, I'm at a cafe. Like I would have loved to take up poetry or painting or whatever, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's, and so you, you create. You hope it's on this deep level that they're not. That's not is? the surface thought. It, I, that's the go-to based on their life experience. But I don't know but how. But that's many a narrative are thing. Actually, yeah, that I is. Guess. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how much it is. Maybe it's just some confusion in what you were up to. I mean, what, thing, what would be the way to do it? I'm killing it. I'm killing it. No, but do we? But I don't think that you need to necessarily, like, you don't owe them anything, right? Like, and so the, the part of it is, it's, is it's like, I think, and this is the hard bit of the balance of we create our own narratives. I think we did a fucking great job of creating the narrative of what the lady at the cafe was thinking. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> but, but, but she did do a strong enriched yeah. wrist touch. Yeah. Exactly. And that always has a, 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 a backstory. But the thing is, we're all just <laughs> triggering every like we're we're all triggering each other for different things, right? And so part of it is it's like, even though it's our narrative and all that sort of thing, there is a bit of that which is like if we were to take that in, if we we're to take everyone as a face value, it's like oh, there's a lot of doubt. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she's got a lot of doubt for me or that thing she doesn't seem very confident where it's like also the reality is like she hasn't done a tour. She hasn't done all this stuff. She hasn't done – and so mm-hmm. how would she – it's not even from an area of being malicious. She just doesn't understand. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is fuck it, but it's hard to work out because it's like you, in that moment when you hear someone who's saying something that – is naive, you want to fucking correct them and, and sort of put them in their place and say, hey, this is actually what it is. But Well, if I, I, sometimes I want to say that because it's truth. Um, look, if I'm working in a long-term gig, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean I'm happier than <laughs> when I'm in creative mode for mm. something that I'm, I'm creating myself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like I just can't. You know, we don't need to go into that conversation at a cafe with a wrist touch, but uh, but it, it's it's true. Like the the I think the life of um, startup self creators um, is is complex. Yeah, and those who run in a nine to five system um, who've always done that and who've never seen the other side, um, they sometimes it's just really hard to understand mm. what what that is and where what our muse is, what our joy is. Like mm-hmm. um, they, they just can't can't get it because so they haven't uh, experienced it. You've got there's a lot of noise around us. Yeah. And I think if you would if you were to look back at you ten years ago, like if you listened to all that noise, you wouldn't actually make the first step. And I did. You I did, did listen did, to it? Oh yeah, I did a lot. Um and it's it's only been in the last sort of chapter of my life where I go. I know exactly what I want to do. Mm. I want to. I know how I want to do it. Whether or not um, I'm I'm good enough at the moments that count um, is um, is up to me to a degree. Or whether or not I'm liked in the moments that count is maybe not up to me mm. to a degree. Uh, but at least I, I have a really good understanding of my path 
that I want to live out. Mm, um, it's not based on what what's going to please other people or what other people want me to live out. Absolutely. Mate, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, he's uh, we'll, we'll have he's to yeah, the, the old the old wrist touch. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have you. So the when are you in Melbourne specifically? Twenty second of June. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how long does that go? Is that whole tour? How long is that whole tour period? How long? A couple, couple of weeks. So okay. it's it's uh, at it's the moment. It's over quick, isn't it? So I know four shows. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully Brisbane and Sydney sell well, and we get to put mm-hmm. on another show. But Melbourne definitely has yeah. two shows. So little plug. Head to Josh Pitterman with one T. Dot com and you can uh, get tickets. Do you have there. to do a lot of people spell your name wrong? Always a double Pitterman. T. Yeah. Mm. Pitterman. Pitter- I like, can see it's what like Pitterman. Yeah, I get it. You have to come in. We're moving into our new office next week, so you have to come in and do a cover. So many walls. Oh, fuck, we'd love, we should definitely. <laughs> can you do a funny cover? Okay. Yeah, Italian okay. version. Yeah, of yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the next show. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do Nickelback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a daily talk show. Josh Pitterman, thanks for coming on the show. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.